Hey, so remember that time we told you guys that we'd be releasing new episodes weekly starting August 2nd? <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah, we fucked up. We fucked up. Hey, but look, uh, we were just trying to, you know, be inspired by Kanye West not releasing his new album, Donda, on time. And I thought, well, he makes a lot of money. Why don't we do what he does? Let's do it the yay way. Right? But we realized that was a mistake. So, look, we've learned our lesson. Do not confirm dates with you guys until we confirm it with ourselves first. And also, cancel those weird podcast listening parties we booked at the local stadium where we were going to listen to all of our unfinished material and pace around in circles. I mean, uh, unless you still want to go. I mean, do you want to go? You, you want to go with me? Okay. Let's do it. You want to, can you drive? You pick me up at 8.30? Okay, looking forward to it. <laughs> Welcome to our first weekly episode of the Cool Down Time Podcast. I'm your co-host with the brain power of an old third-party PS1 memory card, Marco. Yes, and joining me, as usual, is my co-host, my friend, and living technical preview, Pablo. <laughs> What's going on, homie? Man, that's uh, that's uh, that's not a lot of memory there, man. Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a tough couple weeks, man. I've been uh, actually got sick for a little bit. I had a little I had a little cold action going on, so I'm not all there. But I didn't have the Rona. Okay, but that's um, good. you know. Hopefully the Rona won't affect the rest of the year like it has in gaming, but we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So we have a pretty big episode for you guys for episode 13, uh, and we are going to be celebrating episode 13 with a segment for Checkpoint Chat called 13 Reasons Why Next Gen is Trash So Far. So we're going to be covering that as well as our loadouts, our booty juice, and of course our cooldown countdown where we are going to hit our number eight favorite video games of all time. Uh, according to your boys. So boys. Uh, before we begin, want to just remind you, be sure to subscribe to us wherever wherever you do it. Apple, Spotify, whatever streaming platform you use. Orange. Please find us and follow us there. Do it. Do it. And also, we got social medias. And we've been getting some followers, man. We've been getting some a little, little spurt on uh, on the Instagram. So yeah. we want you to join up too. A little so what? Shout out. Well, I like that word. It's a nice one. Uh, it's a little weird. Uh, but But join us. Join us on the Instagram and the Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod, and shout out to all the new followers that joined up with us recently. I love y'all. Um, so, <laughs> with that being said, Pablo, let's not waste any time because I have a very important question I want to kick this off to you for. All right, what's up? The question is: Does Halo Infinite go crazy? It goes crazy. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, man. Uh. Halo Infinite, you know, it's it's been really smooth for them. No issues last year. Everything's been really good. Yeah, no mm -hmm. problems at all. They like, didn't delay the game or anything till this year. <laughs> no, man, Halo's definitely been uh, been a point of contention for us Halo fans because it's it's Halo Infinite, I should say, because we're supposed to be playing this already. We're supposed to be knee yep. deep in in Halo, and and, and we, we haven't even dipped our toes in yet in the in the Infinity Pool. Of Halo, mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. but uh, you know, this uh, last weekend the um, the technical preview came out. It's not a beta; it's a technical preview. Um, That's right. So, uh, and I got my chance to to finally experience me some Halo Infinite, and uh, kind of kind of ask myself the question: Does it Halo? 
And yeah, right. and yes, it halos very much. Um, like right off rip, um, this is kind of a, a technical preview where you're playing against bots. Uh, this is more of them testing. Um, just a, a little bit of, of, of the of the kind of server overload and how that would look and kind of get people's perspective and kind of thoughts about the actual gameplay of the game itself. Um, since this is a new iteration, obviously a new uh, a new Halo, uh, there's some new things that they implemented. And so I guess they wanted people to kind of test it out to kind of get their thoughts. And I have to say, right off rip, movement in Halo is perfect. Uh, it, it, the thing is, is when I, when, I, when I start talking about Halo, I'm like, yeah, it has a slide mechanic. You know, all all of a sudden you're like, oh, hold on, a slide mechanic? It's like this is a Spartan <laughs> seven foot monster. It works because this isn't this isn't a slide mechanic where you hit the B button, you're sliding like to, from from third base to home. It's 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 a very much of a like a stop yourself from running to to, to kind of either pivot or, or something like that. You know, it, it's it's more of a of a, it's like a, a combat slide. Yeah, almost. it's a combat slide. It, it it works in the Halo world. It doesn't feel out of place in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't make the game yeah. feel like hate, like a like Call of Duty or anything like that, or even Apex. It very much feels like uh, like Halo. Um, and and the things that you can do with that, and the things that people will be doing with that thing, um, in terms of movement and implementing other stuff into that into that repertoire, is going to be kind of scary. And I'm looking forward to getting into it when it comes out, but I'm also a little scared as to how these people, how good they're gonna get, how they're gonna use this later on. So, uh, so yeah. we're looking, yeah. uh, looking forward to that. Gun, gun, gunplay is tight. It's tight and responsive. It's, mm. it, it is a, it is a, it is a, a, a two month old preview according to three four three studios in terms of what the game is. But right now, the gunplay is tight and responsive. It feels like Halo. The guns feel like Halo. Even the guns like uh, the Needler that that many. Mm-hmm kind of get shit on sometimes they they all have this this kind of like feeling to them where they all they all work and i really kind of hate how a lot of games come out like for example apex legends comes out and has the mozambique which is this hand it's like a one it's like a one-hand shotgun it's like why yeah. why does that gun exist if it doesn't do anything it's the bullshit it's gun, the bullshit yeah. why why <laughs> does it why does there have to be bullshit guns i i'd rather enjoy a game that has every gun is viable but it depends right. on your play style and that feel like halo actually does that because uh, if you're more of a precision kind of uh, shooter where uh, a player that that uses more like headshots the handgun the sidekick that works it it works just Mm -hmm. fine you know if you're more into spray action you also got the assault rifle which works good and then you got the burst and you got all those things all the classic weapons are back uh and and they all feel viable which is which i like you know that's really good to hear yeah Yeah. and and, because man i really it's like a waste you know a waste of a designer's time a waste of player's time and then though the new made the new uh, meta comes out it's like oh the mozambique is good now it's like why why do these guns like what's that gun at um in 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 siege gunner six the gunner which is like one shot and it doesn't do anything it just like kind of oh yeah trash stuff like that but uh asshole yeah yeah (laughs) and then the sound of those guns is awesome they sound incredible we got those dope ass headphones so obviously everything sounds good i think it has i'm not gonna don't quote me i think that the beta uh, or the um, technical preview did have dolby atmos oh, um but word. all right i mean this game it, it just sounds good and then obviously the the announcer's voice is back all that stuff you're all back in the halo it's just bliss it's beautiful it it, it uh. all works and it, and it and it really just kind of it it completely gave me 100 faith back 
in what Halo is. And then, uh, and then certain little, certain little additions, like the grappling hook, which, you know, when I first heard the grappling hook was going to be a thing, I'm like, this is cool. People are going to be grappling around the stage. It's not a, it's not a actually a loadout that you have with you at all times. It's actually a pickup. And mm. the pickup, the, the fact that it is a pickup, it works really, really well that way because obviously the grappling hook does give you a great advantage in movement. Um, verticality in a lot of the levels, there was three levels that they had and they all had some form of verticality. Uh, but the thing about the grappling hook, it's not just to get to high spots, it's also to get to low spots in, in, in fast speeds, but also use that to bounce off or even use that combat slide mm. to kind of trick people into, okay, you see the guy sliding down and then he slides and he keeps going, you're like, oh, I thought he was going to be here. All, all that stuff really works really great. And then, again, the the the... The way that the it feels to throw grenades, because you know if you played Halo, grenades they're like essential to the Halo gameplay. I mean, it's yeah, literally yeah. it's your it's your one A weapon to your one B gun basically, and so mm-hmm. all those feel really good. Um, you know the, the the stick you can stick people with with those. They have a, a I don't know I can't remember if this this uh, grenade existed. It was like the it was the oh I forgot the gun is called, but it, it stuck to walls and stuff. I, um, I, it's been a while. Well, I don't yeah. Remember. So you could do like what I was doing was grappling, and I know people were coming off the corner, and I was throwing the thing, sticking it on the corner, and so people were coming around the corner, the shit was blowing up, like just kind of setting things up like that. It was really dope. And then to to kind of finish it off, it was a very small. They called it a, a season zero uh, uh, pass, and they gave you all the credits you needed to to buy. You didn't have to buy any credits, and um, it gave you some customization options and. Um, and it's going to be really fun customizing your spine. I mean, they have a lot of good options. Those options also have other options that you can actually use, uh, different colors for different things. It's going to be a really, and I know that Halo 5 has it uh, as well, but mm-hmm. to, to, to a certain extent, yeah. this, this is actually like all out every, every single Spartan looks different, and they also stopped doing the red versus blue. So oh, you okay. have the, whatever color you have of your Spartan is the color you see. There is an outline for the bad guys and the good guys, and that outline is also customizable to any color that you want it to be. So the red versus blue thing is still there, so you can have the red uh, or the blue, whichever, for the outline. But the mm-hmm. way that the Spartan looks is all on how you customize them, and it is, and they're there, and it's there's female type body types, there's male body types, there's bigger types, there's skinnier types. It, I mean, this is going to be really, really dope. And I think for people that are long-time Halo fans, they're going to find this to be a, a refreshing take on the Halo multiplayer. And I think they're really going to be... Uh, I think they're going to be just as hooked as they were to all the Halo multiplayers. Because, I mean, this hits at all the right spots. It feels new, but it also feels like regular Halo. And that's and that's all you can ask for. Because sometimes they can go too much one way or the other where it doesn't feel new enough and it's just, okay, more Halo. Yeah. Uh, or it yeah. goes way too in the other end where it's like, wait, what's this is this isn't really the Halo that I'm, I'm, I'm into. But it does everything you thought you can do in Halo, you can do it. But now it almost feels like it is taken to the next generational leap where it, it, there's more mobility to your Spartan. There's more things, verticality. You use more, you can strategize more. They really did a fucking incredible job. And I really can't wait to... I mean, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for Halo now, and I, and I was always excited because we're always we're Halo fans, so we're excited for it. But, but this gives you some confirmation. Oh, in yeah. some ways that, that yeah, yeah, almost to the that's, point that's where it. to the point where the 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 campaign could be bad, and I'll still like love the multiplayer to that point because one of the things with the Guardians is that the, the campaign was so bad that it kind of marred a little bit of how good the the, the multiplayer is. I think that this multiplayer can 
and will transcend that 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 single player because it is free to play. So there will mm-hmm. there'll be people who never touch the campaign who are going to be all about this. So I'm really excited about that. Oh man, that's so exciting to hear, man. I, I'm on a blackout now. I, yeah. I don't I don't want to be a part of any betas or, or anything moving forward. I hearing from you what I heard from you is more than enough for me to say, ah, yeah. this is this is right up my alley. This is exactly what I want Halo to be. I just hope the campaign is as high quality as what yeah. the multiplayer is. We'll see about that. But um, speaking of quality, uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we heard a lot of praise about the quality of the ascent. Um, a lot of places love it. A lot of a uh, lot of our faves on on YouTube love it. Yeah, Pablo and I played it. Well, we, we did. well we did well we, we tried. We tried. <laughs> we tried our asses off to play the ascent, and uh, man, um, I I I just don't I don't see it. I don't see it for this game at all. And this is one of those times where. I knew coming into playing this game, this was going to be something very tough for someone like me to get into just by default, because even though I'm a cyberpunk nut um, in terms of that world and aesthetic, I don't really care much for the whole twin stick shooter thing at Mm -hmm. all. And I think that you are you're kind of on the same boat, more or less. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So off off rip, it wasn't our thing. So I think we knew our mileage might be limited compared to what other people might get out of the game. It was more or less like it's on Game Pass. Maybe it'll catch us. Maybe it'll be the exception to the rule for us in this type of uh, uh, genre. And 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 honestly, it really didn't do much at all to, to yeah. impress me. Um, even with my um, lack of interest in these kinds of games, I just I I felt like the game was I, just from a design standpoint and a gameplay standpoint. I, th- I thought it was pretty boring to be honest. Yes. I think the world was was interesting to look at and it was definitely pretty. But when you get into the gameplay, nothing really felt good. Um, to me, the controls felt a bit floaty. Yeah. Uh, the combat and kind of what you're able to do in your tool set felt a bit um, lackluster to me. Um, I felt like the pacing of the game, the way that it's kind of built out in terms of the structure of where you go and what you do and kind of why uh, feels a bit list- like listless at times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was like there was times where we were like running across to, to get to some dude in the cantina or whatever to take on a, like our first like real mission and we just kind of ran through the city for no real reason at all there's nothing you can really interact with there's nothing you can do it was just more like almost like hey check out how beautiful we made this world look even though you can't do anything with it it's just all kind of like you know window shopping essentially and also bad signposting like it was kind of oh. like it's like go oh, this terrible. way and it's like where like general oh, direction yeah. Oh, uh, the waypoint system is kind of dumb, and and you and and the other thing is like, when one of us is off screen, I yeah. have no idea where you are. There's no yeah. marker at the at the corner of the TV to no. say, okay, he's like up here. Like you have no idea where anything is, and and I just felt like, um, like I said, overall that the combat felt kind of flat to me. I, it it kind of seemed like it was going to turn into one of those bullet hell type of experiences later in the game, which is probably why I think a lot of people find it to be fun or give you that like adrenaline rush. But to me, I just didn't think that there was enough there with like the foundation of the game to be worth uh, coming back to. Right. So what did you think? I think um, one of the things that are it's happening now a lot when, when you create a game is that whole quote or that whole saying, I'm not a fan of this kind of game, but and I feel like people develop for that. So, for example, this is a twin-stick shooter, right? But you create your own person. It has RPG mm-hmm. elements. It has these things, these hooks that can get people like us, which you hear that and you're like, that's dope. I want I uh, want some of that. Yeah, that's yeah. what got us in the door, really, you know? And I, 
I feel like this game does that, but it's only dressing. It's only like <laughs> create this player and then they just plop you into this world. It's like, oh, this is just a regular ass like bullet uh, hell shooter type. By it's the like, way, your character looked fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know. Which, with the game, oh, did a really a pretty cool thing where you play with a friend and you see each other's character being created at real time. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. So, I mean, the game looks beautiful, but that's about it. I mean, after that, like like, like Marco was saying, you're kind of going through these things, point, point A to point B, and you're going through these different areas that are, there's nothing there. I mean, it's just almost like a little bit of showing off the, the world, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, and then it got to these points in the game where, we didn't play too long, but it no, got to no. point to the games where difficulty spikes were kind of ridiculous. Uh, where we were, oh, we're getting to know the game a little bit. Okay, once we got kind of got the gist of it, we got thrust into the spot where we had to turn something on, five different things on, or something. And it, just, it was just like, it was first of all, wasn't very interesting. The gameplay, gunplay, wasn't very interesting. Second, it just became ridiculously hard. And third, yeah. we were kind of like at a point where we were okay. We're, we're trying to uh, do this, so we're trying to play smart. But then we're in different areas where we both need help, you know. And then we just don't know where anybody is. And we're not complaining the game is too hard. It's just it's complaining it's too hard for no reason, or also it's too hard because of design, not really because of yeah, difficulty. And that's, that's what kind I was of gonna like, say. That's kind of where I'm at with that. So I don't know, man. I, I don't understand uh, what. I don't understand the praise this game is getting for some people. I, I know right now it's like a 74 at, at Open Critic, and that's not great. But I even think we're talking about even think that's even worse than that. Really, that's a little yeah. That's still a little high. I yeah. think. I think it's more of like a, a upper 60s kind of game, really. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a point you know later on in the game where it all comes together. But better, I hate but I hate I, I hate that. I hate. I, I hate the I hate the whole yeah play for five hours so you'll get into it. Watch three episodes of this ten episode series to get into it. I'm like no, I'm not watching. <laughs> Fucking thirty three point three percent of a show, so I can oh I get it like it's yeah, ridiculous. I, get, yeah, no, no I'm not. I'll pass. I don't I don't like yeah. it. And look, not every game is gonna be for us, and we're being pretty aggressive towards it in terms of not, us not liking it because it's not a game for us. But it, I'm sure if you're like a, a bullet hell a twin stick uh, twin stick shooter fanatic, this I'm sure this is fucking fantastic. But it's yeah. not for us. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's forgettable. But uh, a game that's not forgettable. Uh, at least for me so far, is uh, a game that Pablo Pablo actually put Pablo. <laughs> Pablo, my Pablo. sister. My <laughs> sister. <laughs> I've been talking to your friend. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she put me on to uh, the Forgotten City. She sure um, did. <laughs> so, uh, Pablo, actually, you were the one that kind of put me on to this game uh, initially. So why don't you start off by giving a, just a really quick background of, of what this game is and where it came from. Yeah, this game was a Skyrim mod uh, that was created a couple of years ago, and uh, basically, it's it's it, it's it's a game built within that Skyrim world, but not really. It's it's its own separate yeah. thing. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away because I I only played a little bit of it. I played a decent chunk of the forefront, but it's a super interesting story driven game where if you like talking to people in Skyrim or in Fallout, that whole, hey, zoom into that guy's face and just have conversations, this is this is that, the game. Like, it's yeah. literally all this game is, but there's so much more to it in terms of what you do and how you investigate Oof. and how you go about it. Marco is really, like, uh, into it right now because he's uh, that's his main game right now. That's literally a game that I'm going to start in earnest today. Uh, 
uh, after I beat another game on, on the list that we'll talk Man. about a little bit. But yeah, yeah, go ahead, Marco. What do you what I mean? What about it? What about the Forgotten City? Really, without spoiling so, anything. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I I think it's probably safe to give a little bit of the premise of the game. Yeah, um, without getting into like much of the stuff you find out. But basically, um, the game starts with you washing up ashore. Um, you don't kind of know what's going on with with what happened, but you're greeted by this girl uh, waiting for somebody uh, to to rejoin her named Al. And um, you're you're basically told, hey, he went off that way. Can you go see where he is? Uh, but you you happen to be in uh, or near the ruins of, um, well, I don't remember the name of the place, but it's uh, it's it's in Italy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's in Rome. Um, so you're you're basically in that in this ruined area in present day. Uh, you go in and you find out that there is actually been an underground city that existed. Um, in that region, uh, where only a couple dozen people lived, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, whenever the Roman Empire was was you know its thing, thousands, um, thousands. yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know my histories. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, last so, year when so, the Romans was here, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, a couple months ago, right before the Rona hit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so so what ends up happening? Long story short, is you you go looking for this guy because you're trying to get out um, of this area with this woman's help, but she won't leave until she finds this guy. Such a care. But this guy, yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> So the guy wandered off on his own to go explore these ruins. Um, and I guess he knew what what was there with the with the underground city. So you go following after him to find out where he went and go bring him back so that you guys can all get the fuck out of there. Uh, and you find out that he actually made it to the underground city. And there's a weird supernatural thing happening there where um, basically uh, everybody in that city turned to gold um, as sort of a punishment of some sort for, for uh, committing a sin, which they call in the game later on the golden rule, uh, where if you do anything, you know, um, criminalistic in that city, whether it's murder, stealing, whatever, uh, the entire city will be attacked and then everyone there will be turned into gold and alive in the, their gold statue for, yeah. uh, for all the time. So he goes to investigate, you go after him, you find out homeboy uh, got himself in some trouble trying to uh you know investigate that and so now you're caught in the same uh trap that he was caught in in that you're in this city now um but you find out that there's a portal in that city Mm -hmm. where you get sent back through time to when that that colony was living in that underground city so you're like you you go back a thousand years or whenever um to when everybody was there and basically you're caught in this endless time loop to figure out and eventually stop the golden rule attack from happening to everybody in that town because now you're in it too. So your, your ass is on the line just as much as those people are. So your job is to go in there and investigate this, this, this like 23 or 24 people that live in this colony and figure out who is the, who is the most likely person to break the golden rule. Um, and uh, you want to try to find that person and report to the um, the magistrate that that runs things there who it was so that he can stop that person and then ultimately save everybody's life from the doom that you saw when you first got there in the ruins um, where everybody was already turned to gold. So yeah, um, so so basically. It, it's it's thrown me off, and I know it took a long time to explain that premise, but it, it's thrown me off in the best way possible because it's 
it's really relying so heavily on narrative to investigate who is responsible. You're kind of digging into all these different plot threads of, does this person have any motive against that person? Um, is this person sick of being stuck in this underground place and they want to bail out? And, and you know, they don't care if they kill anybody to do it. Like, you're just trying to assess, like, who is most likely to commit this, this whatever crime it's going to be uh, and stop them in their tracks. And it the, the writing is, is amazing. Um, the, there's some plot twists that happened so far that are fucking creepy as hell, Ooh. Um, but also amazing. Um, it, I have to be honest, it's it's probably um, it's probably going to be one of my game of the years if it stays the course right now. It's yeah. it's it's really really good. The really interesting things that the game does that I that I found that I was like oh it's pretty cool is you ha- you have there are certain aspects of the game and not to, to to spoil it too much but you have to break the golden rule. Yes. And then go back in time, but whatever information you've gathered or item you've gathered stays with you, and so right. you're 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 breaking that time space continuum. You're kind of cheating. You're, right. you're cheating to, to to solve these issues that the people have um, by actually breaking that mm-hmm. golden rule. And so yeah. I, I thought that was super interesting. Um, it's brilliant. That that first time that that happened, I'm like. Oh shit! This is actually a really cool idea. Where, you know, I'm not held by the same kind of uh, rules that they are. But because I, it's just you can go yeah, back again. They it, can't. Yeah, it's continuous, yeah. and it's it's one of these really interesting. Like the fuck, like who thought of this? Like because it's it's yeah. it, it when you look, it's Skyrim mod, the Forgotten City. That's the first. <laughs> it's a remade mod from that, so they remade it to yeah. its own game, but. It was literally like it's 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 almost to me it's like an ingenious premise where you wouldn't think this came from from Skyrim specifically, but yeah. I, I'm really I'm really interested Ugh. in it. All the reviews talked about it. I was really I, I always like talking to people in those Fallout games. Like that, I find a, a Fallout and Skyrim that that's the most fun, especially mm-hmm. when you go back to them now where the, the, that gameplay isn't great, but those conversation and those things, those conversational pieces are still excellent. Yeah, and so. And by, by kind of shrinking that down to there's like twenty something people in that city and they're all voiced, yep. all yep. every single one of them are voiced, and, and and kind of taking that specific thing about those games that I love so much and making a video game out of it, it's really cool. I mean, it's a point and click adventure, uh, in a sense, but with the stuff that I like from from the Bethesda kind of uh, yeah, it's yeah. like. It's like a yeah, murder. Repertoire. Well, not murder mystery. It's like a. It's just like a sin mystery. It's uh, a yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a detective mystery yeah. time loop with a little Outer Wilds peppered in there with the yeah, time loop yeah. part of it too. Yeah. yeah if you love Outer Wilds, you should probably play this game. It's only yeah. thirty bucks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's so, good. It's good. I, yeah. I, I can't wait to actually uh, get into it uh, yeah. today. Actually, it's a sleeper for me. It's it's mm-hmm. a sleeper pick for the year, uh, no doubt. Um, all right, so um, you know what, Pablo? Why don't you go ahead and wrap up with your last few, and then I'll jump in with my last few. What, what else you got? Yeah, so I finally finished Resident Evil Village. Hallelujah! <laughs> that was pretty solid, actually. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Put that all on right. wax. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, um, you know, it was a game I was going to go back. I was always going to go back to. Uh, for me, I think, uh, and I'll kind of get. A little bit of the negative out of the way because I just to be upfront, this game is fantastic. It's, it's probably right now my for, my front runner for game of the year. Um, but one of the things that really kind of slowed me down on pro- progressing through the game was the fact that the opening of the game, the first couple of hours of that game, was so fucking good. Like mm. it was, it was, it was ten out of ten good. You know, oh, and yeah. then 
and then it, it kind of delves back and falls back into this weird thing that uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard fell into where it was a classic Resident Evil game up front and then it just delved into this very action heavy back end and this game did the same thing uh the thing that saves it is that i feel that this world and, and the characters and the story is a lot more interesting than what seven was um but ultimately for me um it just it's had that slow it really it really slowed me down but once i got into it and and that's the thing that saved this as well is a lot of the twists and the story itself is in that second half so even though you're going through those moments where you're like, uh, I'm not really having as much fun or this isn't as scary as the fr uh, uh, first part of the game, then you enter these story moments where you're like, oh, this is really interesting and, and, and it progresses that story and you're finding out some little really, some really cool twists that work within the Resident Evil world because, I mean, this is this is Resident Evil after all and you have to yeah. judge it by that itself because it is, outside of that, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it's, it's goofy. Yeah, it's yeah. goofy. But man, because it is because it is Resident Evil, everything that the game does and all the little uh, twists and turns that it has, it really works within the context of what Resident Evil has shown you, uh, has shown in the past, and kind of the twist at the end where it's like, oh, that's super interesting because we've never really seen something like that. Um, so I I I totally obviously recommend this game. Uh, but you know, it's funny because we talk about um, we talk about uh, Tom Clancy uh video games that what is this video game like what 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 is tom clancy what and i i guess it gets to a certain point it's like what is resident evil anymore because it, it's almost so different from it is actually so different from especially with the remakes that are made now um it felt at first for a while that seven was the it revitalized the franchise that seemed to be dying uh, mm -hmm. but uh with the remakes it's kind of shown that those things just needed to be brought to the 21st century, to 2020, 2021, because those formulas still work. So for me, it puts the Resident Evil first-person shooter thing at a, in a weird spot where it's not quite Resident Evil, but like like the remakes, but it's still its own thing. And I'm okay with that as long as they keep that going. And I think they will because at the end of that game, it says the specific thing, this person's story is over. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, so they're going to keep going with this. So I hope that they're managed to kind of keep those two things apart now. I kind of feel like if they're going to keep going with the remakes, keep those classic Resident Evil, and keep this kind of Resident Evil a little bit more, I guess, action-heavy. But, I mean, the, yeah. the, the first-person stuff really works well with the horror shit, man. Because I don't like it. I you don't know? like it, actually. Yeah? I, I can't deal with it. I like the over-the-shoulder stuff better. I just think it feels better because... Um, I think I think it worked fine because this this character of Ethan Winters wasn't really that he wasn't that dude. He's not Chris Redfield. He's not Leon. He's not those guys. Yeah, okay. But you know, yeah, but you know, I I just liked being able to to see the characters and you know when you are attacked you can you can see it and it's not this weird first person view of you know flailing around and stuff when you get attacked yeah. or whatever. You know, th that stuff was a little hard for me to deal with, but. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad you got to it. I mean, it's it's definitely a beatable number one for the year, for sure, for me. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's, again, I think it was a great, I think it was definitely a better game to, for me than 7 was, for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. And, 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 and I'm really glad I finished it. Matter of fact, I didn't have as much as I thought I did. Um, I told you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a really easy kind of to get through, because I kind of sat down, I was like, this week I'm going to beat it. And I was kind of ready to get through it within the week and I, I could have probably finished it in one sitting but I, I did break it up into two mm -hmm. um, yeah and the next game I'm playing is quite honestly fuck 
this is a good game. It's the the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Ace Attorney fan. I I I own all the Ace Attorney games. I, I bought the 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 remaster a couple of years from a year and a half ago. Uh, really enjoyed my time with it. And this is like a new entry into that into that um into those games. It's it's a prequel. Uh, when the when the Japanese uh, judicial system first birthed, and so they're still figuring things out. That's all bullshit. That gets thrown out the window. Is this, this is they figured <laughs> this is just an ace attorney game with a different character and, and, and new stories and and, and 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 new cases that are 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 told within the context of the year that this game takes place in when it's against with the japanese and the americans signed that treaty where the westerns were west you know people from the west were invited to japan to expand japan so these little things were are in, like for example the first uh the first kind of case that i have there's a murder that happened with a with a professor from england that is being pinned on one of the law students and he's Japanese, and so the fact that a Japanese person potentially killed an uh, uh, English Ameri- uh, an English person um, mm. or, or American person at that point, they're, they're, that treaty could be in 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 um, jeopardy, right? It wasn't American; it's the actual British and, and Japanese who made the. the oh, movie. okay. So it could be that where it's like, oh, uh, it could be in jeopardy. So the Japanese government or the police wants to. Uh, pin it on this guy regardless if he's innocent or guilty because they don't want that shit to fuck up but because you're a descendant or you're a descendant or you're gonna be you're like the you're relative to the ace attorney this is kind of your inception of the genesis of the bloodline mm. great Japanese uh, <laughs> great Japanese <laughs> game um, and so you know you're, you're gonna prove your innocence and so that, that's kind of how the game that's, it uses those these moments to kind of take uh to take the time that it's placed in to create new cases and very interesting cases. I really, really enjoy it. The thing that I do like is they use the time a little bit because it's like, oh, this is poison, but they can't, they don't have forensics. They don't have certain things. Photography has been put into place and it's the first time you can use photography as evidence. Little things like that that actually make it really interesting and it's more of a flex on them as to how they managed to make a, a tr- Ace Attorney game within this time f- frame and still make it feel like an Ace Attorney game, but using the methods that they use during that time. So this is this is the game that I bought uh, because I, I'm having some free time at work between certain things, and so I decided that I'll bring my Switch over, play it a little bit, and um, it's I, I'm playing it at home too. I mean, Ben, it's just it's just it's a really good fucking game like and it's probably my favorite ace attorney in years and mm. i'm actually looking forward to the, the, the next iteration on the next Ace attorney kind of revitalize my fandom on the ace attorney kind of uh landscape and i can't wait for more but this game is is good i'm gonna finish it as well there's only three major cases and they're pretty long um I, oh, i'm okay. halfway through the second one right now so i'm definitely gonna end up finishing this one as well Dope, man. Dope. Yeah. All right. Um, so other than uh, playing The Ascent and The Forgotten City on my side, um, I did get a chance to finish uh, East 9 Monstrum Knox, um, the JRPG that I mentioned um, on the other episode we did. Um, great game. I mean, really just a solid um, comfort food-ass JRPG. It, it, it doesn't do anything um, that's going to you know floor you, per se. Um, but everything that it does up until the very end is, is just very well done, um, very solid. Uh, a lot of the plot threads that, that um, you know, they tease throughout the, uh, the course of the story uh, wrap up 
relatively nicely um, with a you know a twist or two in there that is is pretty is pretty cool. Again, nothing's gonna make you go, oh my god, I can't believe right. you know it's nothing like that. But it's just it's 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 cool stuff that you go, okay, like it just it wasn't overly stereotypical of a story. It it does have some some wrinkles in there that I thought were kind of cool uh, to add a little bit of mystery and depth to the game. So uh, great game. Um, it, it's currently sitting on my games of the year list uh, for now. We'll see if it hangs when other stuff comes out later in the year. But um, if you're looking for a traditional um, you know action uh, RPG JRPG, I think this is a, a good option to look into. So um, keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I've been up to uh, and. Uh, you know, I've been. This has always been a goal of mine uh, for for a little while, um, but I've always wanted to get into retro gaming a little bit and and relive some of my favorite games from when I was a kid. Um, so um, I have a whole blog that I posted on cooldowntime.com. So please check that out for uh, the scoop on on kind of why I wanted to get into retro gaming a little bit. So. Uh, check that out. But uh, basically what I did, man, is I, I, uh, I caught myself a CRT, uh, got myself a PlayStation 2 that's uh, backwards compatible, uh, obviously with PlayStation 1 games, because that's what I really wanted to play most. Uh, and, I, and I picked up some games, man. I picked up uh, Final Fantasy 8. I picked up Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. I picked up um, Final Fantasy 10. Uh, and a few other things here and there, like Devil May Cry, uh, SSX3, stuff like that, uh, and just kind of gave myself a little little retro party, man. So um, you went you know, all uh, in on that shit. I sure did, man. It was my it was my little splurge uh, for this year because I've I've been I've been really interested in kind of going back and, and reliving some of the, some of the classics. And uh, I gotta say, it's been a lot of fun actually. Um, you know, I'm I'm currently playing Metal Gear Solid One right now. Uh, and uh, it's the OG P- uh, PS1 versions, of course. And, um, you know, going back to that game in 2021, not necessarily even from a gameplay standpoint, but some of the story stuff in that game, <laughs> it doesn't hold up all that well. Like, and, and not not like the Kojima way. It was like a lot of like the stuff that was okay to say at the time yeah. that nowadays is a little like, all right, relax, man. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so th- there's a little of that stuff in there that I didn't really remember until I came back to it again. But, um, it's okay. We but, grew up. We grew up. Yeah, we know. We, we, we grow. live and learn. Um, but you know, a, a lot of that game still feels really damn good. And, uh, I, I sampled Metal Gear Solid two and three as well. Um, partially to prepare for, um, our, our cooldown countdown segment. Um, and I, I, I got some opinions about that. I got some opinions there. Uh, and it actually changed my pick for this episode. A little bit of a slight spoiler there. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But um, retro gaming has been fun for me so far. It's been a nice little break from the usual uh, next-gen um, muck that we've seen, which we'll get into in our checkpoint topic. Um, so Metal Gear is on, um, on GOG. And I had bought it uh, like two years ago when it first came out. And I played like the first whole beginning of it and i was actually shocked how it's it's actually it actually holds up it's it does really good it, it it's it was made really brilliantly and I, I i have more of an appreciation for it now than i did back then because you could see exactly all the creative stuff that he did around the limitations of of hardware back then and yeah. still made something that I think you know could could still hold its own in some ways with um with a lot of stuff we saw in years to come. So it's yeah, man, it's just good shit, man. And um, you know, playing Final Fantasy VIII is another huge nostalgia trip for me. I talked about that when we uh, debuted the Cooldown Countdown uh, as my number ten game of all time. Um, man, 
that game is still really good. Uh, yeah. and, and everything about that story, the music, the atmosphere, the characters, and, and everything in between is just so good. Uh, and as suspected, it plays better on PS1 than the remaster plays on new consoles, which is, uh, is, is pretty fucking shameful, Square. Uh, so... <laughs> Anyways, um, so retro gaming has been a blast, and uh, one last shout out to everybody who followed us on Instagram, who are retro gamers too. Thank you for welcoming me into the uh, into the family uh, with open arms, and um, hopefully you don't unfollow us soon. Um, but uh, that's gonna wrap up loadouts. I think we're done there. So um, Pablo, let's uh, let's go ahead and shift gears to booty juice, and I think uh, you are juiceless this week. Yeah, uh, I ain't got no juice. So you ain't got no juice. So uh, I, I have a quick. Quick little, uh, you know, um, Mott's apple juice box of booty juice of uh, of Blue Box, uh, actually, uh, of, of booty juice. Because uh, Blue Box Game Studios, Pablo, is at it again. They Ugh. still, they're still... <sighs> so on July 27th, 2021, they put up a, po- uh, a picture on their, uh, their Twitter of... Uh, the abandoned real-time experience only for PS5 to get us hyped for the app that is supposedly coming out. That's uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's coming out to uh, you know I guess let us know what this what this game is going to be, and you know there's a there's a picture of a blurred man's face behind the text of abandoned real-time experience, and guess what? He's an old guy with a beard, with an eye patch over one eye. And he looks a hell of a lot like a snake. A solid oh, yeah. snake, a big boss, <laughs> one of them damn snakes, right? And all I could think is, here we go again. Now now it's getting to the point where, clearly, this company is, is obviously tapping into some sort of pretend like it's not a coincidence type of thing. Um, all the Silent Hill stuff they were doing before was okay maybe maybe that was just kind of a bunch of unfortunate events and it was all coincidence now it's like okay you have uh, and and what we found out later was that i think they pulled a stock image of 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 this person's face and they added the patch themselves so someone was actually able to trace back this picture so they this is not actually someone from the game itself but they purposely put the eye patch on the eye which which obviously indicates that was the idea to make people probably say, "Oh, is this a Metal Gear game?" Actually, oh, yeah, you know. So, and above it, you know, right above the words "abandoned," there's there's blurred out text that people think could say "Welcome to Silent Hill" or something like that, or um, mm-hmm. "Kojima X uh, Del Toro." I, I don't know. It was um, uh, another one said that they had the perfect kind of thing where it, it was this, uh, espionage the, the the thing. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So I, you know, look. We already covered this company's bullshit last, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. I'm not going to add a lot to this other than, you know, at this point, if this is a Kojima thing for real or it is a Silent Hill thing or Metal Gear thing or whatever the fuck it is, it's not cute. It's not yeah. cute. And it's not it's not doing it any favors. And, and it's those two franchises are well known enough and in demand enough to not need all of this bullshit to, to, to happen. Uh, to tease it or you know just it doesn't need it at all and if and if this is alternatively blue box just kind of doing this stuff to bait people into something that is really not silent hill and metal gear metal gear at all then how about fuck them fuck (laughs) them and their game i mean it's bad enough that all the assets that that they've used are like 
bought. Like even the the original trailer that they showed of like the the desolate looking woods was apparently some unreal tech demo thing that wasn't yeah. even a real thing they they even made. It was just like a placeholder. So like it clearly they they just don't have certain sensibilities to do the right thing for themselves. Uh, you know when it comes to how they're demonstrating who they are as a company and whatever the fuck this game is. So I, I think the booty juice still needs to be flowing to them. I- I, my thing is, it, it it feels like almost they they lucked into it or or they fell into this comparison, and instead of them aggressively being like, no, this isn't what this is about, they saw the interest rise, and so they've decided to double down on not doubling down by doubling down on <laughs> Kojima, right? And the thing that really kind of pisses me off about this, let's take the Kojima Silent Hill Metal Gear Solid out of it. Their explanation for this game doesn't make sense. It's, At all. It's a real-time experience. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? And when they... I'm going to read you something that they put on their Twitter. With Abandon, we wanted to deliver a new gameplay narrative. The way you explore, fight, and progress is all done differently and unique. With the real-time experience, you'll not only get to see the high-end graphics, you'll also experience how the game feels. What? What? What does that mean? <laughs> That doesn't say, they're literally oh. saying, they're 100% saying nothing. Game got good graphics, you play and you know how it feels. What are What are you talking about? You're oh, doing a terrible God. job, we, nobody knows what this game is. You got all this hype behind it, you, you're, you're, you're roping in Kojima or Kojima's involved, however it is. But there's nothing about this, what is this game? Nobody knows. And I hope this isn't some kind of AR experience, some kind of social... ARG. Yeah, yeah, ARG. Some kind of social experiment type bullshit. Yeah. Because they've literally shown nothing of the game. And everything they show is traced back to something that isn't even theirs. It's... It's... What is this? You know? And... And... and, and this is only going to hurt them in the long run because if this game comes out has nothing to do with Silent Hill, nothing to do with nobody's gonna give a fuck. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. Uh, exactly. And if it is this thing, and it's 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 this ambiguous, people still want to know what what we're looking, what we're dealing with here, and they decided to to double down on just being completely vague, and it's ridiculous because it really does. At this point, you would want. With all the kind of attention that they're getting, if I'm a developer, all the attention that I'm getting on purpose or not on purpose, I want to get my game out there and I want to show people what they're going to experience because I want people to not be disappointed or have these certain expectations. And it is coming. That's about to come down. Here's Thunder McGee over here. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, for me, ultimately, I think that they deserve all the hate that they're getting. you know, and I hate to say that in the world of Twitter, but they're really bringing this upon themselves by by roping in certain things. Like, come on, when you look at that picture, if you're a Metal Gear fan, if you're a, a even if you're a slight Metal Gear fan, that's the thing. That's exactly what that evokes. It, 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 it's trying to be. It, it's trying to. It's almost like okay, they thought we were going to work on Silent Hill. Well, now they're going to think we're working on Metal Gear. But my only thing about this. What they're doing is working on my nerves. <laughs> that's right. That's go right. ahead. Go ahead. But go the thing, ahead. the one thing that really, really, really is, it, it doesn't let me completely let go of the notion that they may be working on something big, is the platform that PlayStation Blog has get, gave them to begin with. This this team has cr- done, I think, one game, and it was like a mobile game, maybe some bullshit or something, game. Yeah, some bullshit game. That there, there's nothing about this company that that that, and they haven't shown anything worthwhile so why did they get a, a platform on the playstation blog to to announce nothing 
and then announce an app and then show a trailer that has nothing to do with the game and then show shit that stock photos that they fucked with a little bit like what are they doing here so yeah fuck them i mean yeah at this point it has to be uh, they have to be working by the way we're uh blue box games is actually blue point and we're working on metal gear okay fine you you ran me through this i feel (laughs) icky i feel disgusting okay this is what we are all right fine 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 like i'm almost thinking like blue box is blue point uh sony purchased it and that's what they rebranded as some bullshit like that and they're playing with it that's not gonna feel great but at least it's gonna give us the outcome is a Metal Gear remake or a Metal Gear game. You know, we'll get yeah. something out of it. The worst case scenario is Blue Box's Blue Box Game Studios have have nothing to do with anything, and they release yes. a game that's absolutely garbage and trash, which is probably <laughs> the more likely thing that's going to happen. Yeah, so. no matter what they're making, I think the reality is that no one's going to look back on this on these last couple months and go, "Man, that was cool." Like, no, yeah, no. no one's going to say that anymore now. So, like, that, that's no. why it's like, okay, regardless of what, act, what whatever you actually are making, it, it it's not it for you. It's not no. working. So, you have stop. Two, you have two avenues. You have people looking back at them like, oh, these people are liars, and they try to trick me into buying their game. Or, it's a Metal Gear game or Silent Hill game. It's like, oh, these guys did that. That didn't work too good. That wasn't very good. Right. And so, they yeah. got, they're not winning here, you know? Yeah. Well, that 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 is definitely worthy of, of a second helping of booty juice if I ever if I ever knew it. So um, <laughs> enjoy blue box because you a box full of booty. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and move on, man. Let's get into our checkpoint chat while uh, while the gods are raining down on, on Pablo right now. Um, we I'm are saying. going to talk about something that um, might be a little controversial. I don't know. I don't know if people are feeling us on the maybe maybe we'll sway some people and kind of. Maybe maybe make some people go. Oh, you know yeah. what? Actually, I think when we right. say trash, we don't mean like trash. We mean like <coughs> these thirteen things that we're going to talk about should not be an issue. Well, some of them are, are out some of, of them control, are unavoidable. But yeah. but like but 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 it should not be an issue. It's not a thing you want to see when a new console is launching, and a right. lot of it has to do with the fact that they, a lot of it is, is that they put it on themselves. They did this oh, to themselves yeah. in a lot of these. Some, again, obviously not their fault. But oh yeah, man, we'll get into um, that. And so we got we got thirteen reasons why next why? gen is trash. So far, <laughs> uh, you can't just you can't, <laughs> you can't just hit that vocal like that, man. You know, I'm, you know I'm a fan of Michael. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's not waste any time, man. Let's get started with uh, reason number one of why next gen is trash so far, Pablo. We got to say it. Let's get it out of the way now. It's that Rona. The Rona has been causing delays, man. And uh, obviously, it's unavoidable. A lot of teams are, are kind of behind the eight ball with a lot of the games that they've been working on. And, um, you know, it, it's understandable. It's just that the hits keep coming. I mean, the hits yeah. keep coming and coming and coming. And this year has been practically delayed to 2022 as, as a whole, or at least it seems that way now. Uh, and that list of, uh, of games we were looking forward to uh, that definitely wasn't Zelda because Zelda never had a chance of coming out this year. Hey, uh, man. Rona or not. Um, it, it's just disappointing, man. Cheap so, shot, um, cheap Yeah, you know, so, but, uh, you know, I, I had to get one in there. I had to get a little, <laughs> little, little jibby jab in there. Uh, 
but yeah, man, the Rona has been a factor. We, we, we can't run from it. Um, you know, now it's becoming almost a meme <laughs> on Twitter of like, yeah. here's the company tweet with like an image with text on it of, hey, you know, we, I, we know that you're a fan of us and, and, and we love our community and we want to give this game the best chance to be the greatest game we envisioned. And, you know, it's a lot of that. So what do you think? It's like a, an apology, like, I'm, I'm sorry. You guys, I <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, this is kind of self-explanatory. You know, nobody saw this coming uh, unless you were watching the news and paying attention. Um, oh yeah. But uh, but really, you know, the effect that this was going to cause on 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 most tech companies and most uh, retailers, most most companies, period, most businesses, period. It was a, it came to a point where it would be unavoidable. So I mean, yeah. this isn't a this isn't their fault, but it's still a reason as to why next gen isn't you know possibly at the full potential where it should be in the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, reason number two. Reason number two is console shortages and that scalping. Man, listen to me. Finding these consoles, you know, and and I was able to find some for myself. I was able to find some for for uh, for Pablo. Yeah. Um. So, but it was a horror trying to find some, <laughs> trying to find some of these damn consoles, man. Um. You have scalpers putting shit up, you know, at, at two times, three times the price of the consoles. Still doing. Um, still doing it to this to this day, and it's like, <laughs> man. Um, it, it's already bad enough that there's COVID-related shortages with with getting the hardware out. Uh, we're still experiencing those shortages now, but the fact that people just can't buy the consoles, uh, it, it, by and large, even now, is, is just kind of ridiculous. You know, it, 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 you know, it's bad when you see like um, Best Buy trending on Twitter uh, out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. And you, you automatically <laughs> know it, it, there's a console that they have, uh, you know, That's some right. units for now. There's people. You know, there's people on Twitter who have <laughs> dedicated their Twitter page to tracking down yo consoles. Yeah, like and some of those are low key helpful, but like yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like oh, yeah. What's even scummier is like some of these retailers, like Best Buy and Target, they've used the shortage to their advantage too by by like creating like a time like at 8:30 oh, p.m. Yeah. EST. We're gonna be launching <laughs> limited supply, like just to get traffic over to the website, um, and, and they've they've created a spectacle out of the shortage, which I think is, yeah. is, is quite frankly one of the most trash-ass things that I've seen with new console launches in a long time. So, booty juice, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could you could kind of correlate this with Rona as well, but one of the things that this is kind of exposed is how retailers, online retailers, aren't prepared or don't care, honestly, I think is they don't give a fuck, about scalping. Yeah. They're, they're not there to really stop. They're really to make the money. And if scalpers are going to buy 100 of them, they don't care if it's one person buying 100 or if 100 people are buying 100. It's And that sucks because, you know, I get it. Business is business and business is going to business to make that money. But there comes to a certain point where, you know, you're, you're, you're creating a bad taste in the, in the consumer's mouth when when they know they can't go to Best Buy, Walmart, or anything because they have nothing in place that's going to stop these scalpers from scalping, you know? Oh, the bots. Yeah, the bots. Yeah, oh, the bots. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's really bad. And, and there's always been console shortages when new consoles come out and, and they're really huge hits. I know PS4 had it. I know that a couple of Nintendo systems had it. I know the Switch had it for a while and even has it a little bit now, and that uh, yeah, goes back to the yeah. Rona. Uh, but... You know, that's one thing. But the fact that uh, this is being created 
also by scalpers and things of that sort. It, it, it is is disappointing because you look at what was the how many did they sell? Ten million consoles sold, uh, like like PS Five sold. That's a lot of consoles, and oh, yeah. and, I, and 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 I I wouldn't be surprised if more than half of those were purchased by some type of scalper. And so it's like it's it's disappointing because you know you want. You want to be able to play these new games, and when it's po- basically impossible. I mean, there's people like my brother wants a console. He's not looking for it as hard as as, as maybe other people are, but yeah. it's not like he can go to the Walmart or the Best Buy or anything anywhere near him, and, and anywhere in the state that he lives in, and, and even pick one of these things up is kind of intense. It's, it's ridiculous, and and oh, yeah. regardless of whose fault it is, it's trash to have to go through that, and it's one of the reasons why it's on a <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting the pitch to go up that yeah, high. Yeah, we went high. All right. All right, so reason number three why next-gen is trash so far. Man, there's too many of these next-gen upgrades. Oh, Bruh, yeah. at first, I was like, cool. This is cool. Some stuff that they're getting, you know, next-gen upgrades for, 60 frames per second. Oh, nicer textures. All right. You know, um was nice to kind of circle back to some games and play them in their best possible form. Sure. But then it started happening more often and more often and more often and now it's getting to the point where it's like okay, okay. Alright, I'm good. I'm good now. And then you got the director's cut thing. Now we've got that coming out, like Death Stranding, you know, granted some people are excited for that. Granted some people are excited for the Ghost of Tsushima uh, director's cut. But, you know, a lot of it is starting to get to the point now where it's like, stop trying to get me excited about old shit. Like, stop yeah. it now. <laughs> you know, and, I get and it. That's, and that's Sony's fault because Sony decided that a uh, uh, the, the, the definitive edition wasn't good anymore. And now yeah. they're going to go full on uh, director's cut to make it sound a little more interesting, which is bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... It, they're throwing a little bit of extra content in there to kind of sweeten the pot, but otherwise, it's it's the exact same shit. So you know, and I and, and, and I get it. Like obviously, the COVID stuff has has affected you know delaying games, and you know th- these these companies still need to you know make money, so they're gonna have to you know do something and taking something that's already made and just kind of beefing it up a little bit and reselling it uh, with a little bit of an upgrade, you know, extra fee or something like that or, or whatever. It, it, I get it in theory, but it's it's just too much of it now. And it's like, all right, I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't fight my ass off to get these consoles, with, you know, from scalpers and bots just to, so I can go back and play, you know, Doom Eternal a little crispy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it feels like it's the, these things are supplementing for actual new games. They're like right. in standing or, or standing in front. Uh, this is what we're going to offer you instead of giving you something new because right. of whatever reason and because you're buying them, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, 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 and you know, Xbox has the, the, the decent enough feature of upgrading the, you know, making it easy for you to upgrade to that next uh, version. Yeah. 
Sony has that doesn't have that really, and so there there there's certain times where you find yourself in a weird like when I first got the PlayStation Five, I had the PS4 version of this game, the PS5 version of this game. They're both downloading little weird things like that that really just become a, a nuisance. Uh, yeah. And it's just because there's so much of that now that it's, it, it it rears his head on Sony's side a lot more than it should because it's happening every other week. We're having a new release that's, oh, this is the next-gen version of this. And yeah. also, there, there, there are games that, that, that claim that they have the PlayStation 5 uh, uh, sheen or Xbox Series X uh next upgrade and when you play it the game is not no, no, like not. look i i love final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake but that that shit they did was not no. very was not great you know no, I, I, I like that they added the, the story content uh content that was dope and all that but that that's not that wasn't to the level of you know of a re uh, of a remaster like last of us part one remaster was for like the next one because that's yeah. kind of how they're painting them right like this is this is the new and, and 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 it's better frames and better resolution and that works for a lot of games especially the newer ones but if you're going back a little bit more and it, it just doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really do what it's not it's a little bit false advertisement and it's a lot of it and it's constant yeah 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 definitely reason number folks about why next gen is trash so far is Pablo Studios are trying to catch a wave. So Continuing you think into the next gen, yeah. Bruh, when you think about games like Knockout City, when you think about games like Destruction All-Stars, uh, even stuff we're still seeing announced now like X Defiant, stuff like that, you can just sense that companies are trying to find that thing that just takes off and has this meteoric success and becomes the new Rocket League, becomes the new Overwatch, becomes the new Fortnite, the new something. And it's just obnoxious. Like there, There's really been a, a, a real lack, and this is partially why I got into retro gaming recently, is like there's just been a lack of, of ambition and... Um, a lack of a willingness to try new ideas out that aren't meant to catch a wave. Like, just yeah. do some creative shit. Throw some things against the wall and see how it sticks. Give me some goofy off-the-wall games like like they used to be back in the day when we were playing a game called Katamari Damacy when we were rolling and catching things like a ball. You know, like, stuff like stuff like that. Like, where are those games now? Yeah. Like, they, they, they don't exist because studios are too afraid to take chances because everybody wants to find that thing that catches fire and i think it's really hurting the industry right now and it's definitely making this this first year uh or first full year of next gen gaming really kind of hard to digest yeah give me a bonanza bros you know i like bonanzas I love bananas. No, I, I, I think that I, I think that um, you're right. I, I think a lot of that also has to do with, and I feel you. I think if you're gonna play recy- recycled ideas, why not just go back to the origins of those recycled ideas with your retro yeah, gaming and shit? Exactly. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, they're always trying to catch waves, and people are always trying to catch the next thing. But it, it's it sucks even more when you have a brand new console and you're sitting down in front of a brand new console, and everything that's coming out is these these things like the new alien versus the alien marine game that's coming out that's like oh a, yeah the, yeah you know these can look and these games could be good we're not saying that they're gonna 100 be garbage but the thing is 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 they're they're so the studios are so upfront with what they're trying to do just trying to take your money trying to get your money and, and, and it, it just it's kind of gross and it and i hate having to i hate having new consoles and when 50 percent of my library is free to play bullshit games that are trying to be <laughs> the next 
Fortnite, the next yeah, whatever, dude. is a little bit. It's a little bit underwhelming, and it feels like you know maybe we don't need next gen. Uh, so so right now, you know. So, yeah, yeah. That shit is whack. Um, whack. So <laughs> reason number five: price per value. Um, this is a this is obviously a subjective one, but when we yeah. think about how a lot of games are hitting that new sixty nine ninety nine price point um, with some new console releases, um, thinking like Ratchet and Clank, thinking Returnal, stuff like that, um, and in these games might be particularly short or just not have a lot of content going for them, you know, dude, it's it's hard it's hard to to want to spend money on on games this time or at least new releases in terms of yep. like not waiting a couple months until it goes on sale like i want to be a part of the discussion when a new game comes out but i'm sorry if buying an 8 hour game that you've padded with with you know extra bullshit content to make it 10 hours is not the most attractive proposition in the world for me. Now, there yeah. are some cases like with Resident Evil Village, for instance, where it's a relatively short game. It's about 10 hours, 11 hours if you're really taking your time. But those those hours feel uh, purposeful. They feel like they have meaning. Whereas you when see you the play, quality. Yeah, it, you could tell. Like It doesn't it, it doesn't have to be that long because you see what, it, what, what the game's trying to do. Whereas a game like Returnal, for instance, we talked about this back when it first came out. It's it's one of those cases where you could see a four-hour game made but bloated out to like 9, 10, 12, or whatever for replayability. So stuff like that, I think, is starting to rear its head more. And I think if, if developers don't start figuring out how to make the value proposition feel worthwhile for that 70 yeah. bucks they want, then it's going to present some problems for them. And they're going to, I think the used game market is going to, is going to probably have a resurgence. Um, and I also see a lot of people just waiting for game pass or waiting yeah. for sales uh, at the very least. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. It's super, it's super interesting. And in that because people always, people will always say, yeah, but games have been 60 forever. And that's true. And they probably should be $70 comparatively speaking with inflation and all that good stuff. But right. I mean, like paying more sucks. Let me complain about where I spend my money. <laughs> like, I, I don't need you to tell me the, 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 the actual ins and outs of inflation and percentages and hikes and how what they make. I get it. I understand all that. But I, spending more money sucks. I don't want I don't want to do it. And if I do, I don't want to – look, Ratchet & Clank looked beautiful. It looked awesome. looked great. And to an extent, I think I got the same pleasure out of that game that I got on the PS4 Ratchet & Clank remake, which was $20 when it came out. And this game was seventy. And listen, I get it. It looks great. I'm sure they spent a lot of money. I'm sure they had a lot of hard work, and I'm sure they deserved all the money that they get for their artistic vision of the next generation of Ratchet Clank. What's that got to do with me? I'm, I, I got to spend seventy dollars to play a ten-hour game, and I did it. And I can tell you, if I could do it again, I wouldn't because it just wasn't that kind of. It just wasn't a game that I felt like needed. Just wasn't the kind of game that I felt like I needed to spend that much money for because I didn't get the enjoyment yeah. I wanted yeah, out yeah. of it, you know. And so that's just going to be a problem going forward. I mean, sixty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever. What much more? Yeah, okay, only ten more dollars, but that's ten more dollars for one game, two game, three game, yeah. four game, five game, right? And so it becomes a thing for me where I pl I buy a shitload of games and I'm just going to buy less because I'm going to buy five more games than. Uh, like I buy the same amount of games, and I'm like I'm going bankrupt here, and I'm not gonna play half of these <laughs> games because they're not that great. Like it's, it, it it's a little bit ridiculous, uh, ridiculous in 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 
in in in, in proposition in what it's worth because I think that that I think like you said it's subjective and I think that seventy dollars for me might be so much money for you or might be nothing for you but I think in general you have I think developers have to be a little bit more developers and publishers it's really publishers fault uh, have to be a little bit more cautious about that kind of stuff like you can't yeah. give me a six hour seven hour game like I can't I would lose my mind if I bought a seven dollar game and it was five hour like Rage, the original Rage game. Like I would fuck, I would flip shit. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? That's ridiculous, yeah. and I'm sure that's gonna happen because it always oh, happens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. That that's that's yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see, man, because I, I'm already making my piece about not getting games day one unless it's like a I mean, Halo you still type haven't of thing. Played Ratchet and Clank. No, and I, I'm I'm in no rush now that I know yeah. it's gonna be you know 14 minutes of gameplay. Um, <laughs> And I'm not being hyperbolic at all. Uh, <laughs> not hyperbolic. Right, so, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but we're going to go hyperbolic. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's a hyper... Uh, what's the other hyperbaric? one? Hyperbaric? Hyperbaric? I don't want to be hyperbarics. Okay. Well, then don't get in that thing. Uh, that speech good. Um, <laughs> reason number six, Pablo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about these games and the value proposition versus quality or length of the game, you know, it would, what would be really nice is if we had, you know, media or pundits that we can, uh, you know, trust to give us a little bit more insight and, and, and more of a buyer beware uh, type of commentary about games. But no. I don't know about you, man, but that's been hard to find. Like, this is a really interesting time. And, and, and I've kind of talked to you about this, you know, a, a couple times, you know, offline is like. I don't really be following people like that no more now. Like I, I, I just kind of tune out most most people uh, that talk about games because I find that very few of them um, a know what they're talking about uh, and 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 b can can really articulate um, the finer points about a video game well enough to help me make an informed decision or or without coloring their information with their own personal. Uh, angles or, or things like that, among other problems too. And I know this has been a pain point for you too. You've been very, yeah. um, you know, on point with a lot of um, a lot of websites and a lot of pundits specifically that have uh, been, you know, kind of on some bullshit lately. So, yeah. you know, wh- where are you at with this uh, with this reason? Yeah, I, I just think that we're because uh, we're. we're we make a podcast here. We want people to listen to it. And, and I'm sure there are things that we can do, certain titles that we can put. And if we were on video, certain thumbnails with uh, a random uh, red circle on something <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Like, we, you know, there, there are ways to, 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 to kind of uh, get attention. And I think the media pundits, and they're, all, and, and they're all really about clicks especially on a website and even on the twitter right they're all about getting that 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 connection getting that that just just getting the attention of people and it's hard to do when you're in a world uh or in a uh twitter media world where it's filled with people like that and so you have to to a certain extent you want to be successful and you want to have eyes on it you have to do certain things write certain things certain ways in order to get people's attention whether or not it's something you believe or something you don't believe or the holy hell of thunder coming down on us right now uh but I, I, yeah I, I think every decision not every but a lot of decisions made are just based on will people like this will people hate this which is equally as good because you get those hate clicks which are you know oh yeah and then yeah and then when when people have an audience when people have the attention of people when they have a specific group of people that they always listen to i feel like they also get kind of stuck in their uh, eco cha- echo chamber and they're oh, kind of just dude. 
saying things. They're just saying shit, and then people are all agreeing with them. And it's like, well, you're not even saying anything, or what you're saying is absolutely soft base because you are pandering to a certain group. And when it comes to the next gen and relating back to the next gen, is you know, you very rare, rarely do you find anybody really saying that next generation is shouldn't should have waited, or 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 people avoid talking about pain points about the PlayStation Five or the really? Xbox Series X because it, it it's gonna bring about a a a, a negative uh, presence or 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 console wars on your comments or or, or bullshit like that you might not want to be a part of. So, you know, it's just it, it be, it's become you you take what Twitter is, what social media is, and then you take these new consoles coming into into the fray. You know, it's just a real weird amalgamation of misinformation or or people not talking about it or people kind of ignoring shit, you know. And and things like for example, uh, the PlayStation 5 announced that in beta they have their SSD expansion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read that coming out, you would see, you would think that upgrading that SSD would is like changing the engine out of a fucking two, two twenty two thousand twenty one Hemi truck. It's the most difficult thing you can do, and it's not difficult at all. No. But the narrative based on that was oh, and the people were clicking on that, and that became a whole thing. It, it's just kind of ridiculous. It, it really the misinformation, the disinformation, and kind of just the ignoring certain things. Has become a point where it's like, okay, this is really just you don't know who to believe or you don't know who to trust because even your favorite, our favorite YouTube people that we align with in terms of like reviews, when they talk about certain things and certain podcasts, they're just talking. They just say things. They're not really, they're not really informed or do not care to inform themselves. They care to pander to their people. Hey, this is yeah. what they're expecting me to say, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. So. No, yeah. That's kind of where we're at with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Um, reason number seven of why next gen is trash so far, mm-hmm. dude. Studio controversies, man. Uh, I got Fulbright to this motherfucker. Fulbright is full blown fucked right now. They are. They are. I mean, now granted, their story isn't as bad as some others in terms of like sexual harassment and stuff. But still shitty though. But shitty boss syndrome is still a, a real ass thing. And man, they got it bad. Um, and and hey, I, I've worked for some shitty bosses myself, and I know how how yeah. awful that is, and how much of a toll that can take on somebody. Um, so that alone is bad enough. But then you have the Ubisofts of the world that, that had uh, so much revealed about what's been going on with them and them still not really riding the ship in the best way possible. And then, obviously, as we talked about in the last episode, with Activision and Blizzard, uh, Blizzard in particular, holy shit. I mean, how, how many times can we keep hearing stories like this? How many times can we start... Uh, can, can, we, can we see more of our favorite franchises kind of smeared by the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Like, Pablo and I cannot yeah. fucking wait for Overwatch 2. But I'd be damned if I was going to sit here and tell you it's not going to feel a little weird to play that. Or, like, yeah. even even like Diablo 2 Resurrection, right, that's coming out in a little bit. Like, man, do I want to play that game. But it is so hard for me to want to support anything that they put out because of just the way that they're treating human beings. And that's yeah. really, and, and when you get into the human being aspect of the industry, you know, we, we all get so caught up about what's on the disc or what's on our hard drives, right? And how good the games are and how uh, how nice the graphics are, how well the gameplay is. But there are people behind the scenes that make these games happen that are going through hell on earth and they're not getting paid the best to do it either. So it's just, 
it's just really shitty and it needs to stop because it's 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 going to start making the industry really really um find its back against the wall in, yeah. in terms of like companies are going to be you know having to re- restructure it's going to have mm-hmm. a domino effect on on a lot of you know franchises and on a, on a lot of jobs i'm sure yeah um you know a, as a result so it just has to stop it, it's it's a huge huge blemish on the industry right now and it needs to go away yeah and you know i, I just think that what this is kind of like the how's that saying the chickens coming home to roost uh because the 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 gaming uh the gaming kind of ec- the kind of world has been shitty for a long time, especially oh, towards yeah. uh, Sexist women. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, sex. So it, it, it's 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 now coming to light, and, and now a lot of that stuff is being revealed. But I mean, a lot of this also has to do with like the pressures of creating video games in an environment that is like a pressure cooker, and then you put you add the ingredients of a shitty boss, shitty hour, shitty work environment. You're gonna make you, you, you're, you're creating these horrible work environments where people do not want to work there and and it has to do with the fact that they have to release that next game the next generation uh, of video games needs to come out and, and i don't even with 13 reasons this i can give i can get care less if i don't get a new game from any of these studios for a long time if that yeah. means that they're going to fix their shit fix their culture fix their people you know really uh really create an environment where I can feel good about myself when I buy that next game. Yeah. Because people go, oh, but just buy the game. Who cares? Yeah, but I'm also supporting the company, and I know I'm also supporting the devs who made it, but I'm also putting the money, the real money, into the pockets of the CEOs of Ubisoft, the the, the presidents of Activision and Blizzard. Those are the people that are, are economically uh, uh, getting the, the, the results, while everybody else who pretty much were... were, were treated like for lack of a better term like slaves you know uh and they get nothing all they get is the the adulation like oh you guys did a good job but fuck you you pregnant lady and fuck you for just being you you know it's bullshit like that that just kind of needs to go away and i feel that that it's not and i feel that stuff needs to be stuff needs to be put out and people need to see the issues because I feel like the Fulbright situation when that happened, I'm like, yeah, this isn't as bad as as what's happened in Activision Blizzard. But who cares? I, people are the there. I only know my situation, right? I only know where I'm at, and if I'm not having a good time working uh, at at Fulbright because I feel that I'm being pressured, bullied, or whatever the case may be, then that, that's just as bad as, as anything else in terms of, like, my situation and my and knowing my, my kind of where I'm at in, in these mm. things. So I just really, 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 really don't want this to continue. People just... Studio controversy, shitty bosses, that's always going to be a thing. But... How about, like how about ev- not, like, rape stuff and Bill Cosby but I feel, clubs? Yeah. And- yeah, what the fuck is that? And I feel like I really do feel like it, it, it's it's getting to a point where like almost you can almost pinpoint any studio and they'll have some kind of this bullshit because of the culture, you know, it has, how it hasn't really been fixed. It, it, they're saying things, but you know, like the Fulbright thing is like twelve women got let left because there were and people and even myself like oh that's a lot of women working there it's like yeah but they they were kind of like checking the box no like yeah, oh dude yeah yes, yeah yes. we're we're we look at all these women that work for us also we treat them like shit yes like cool <laughs> what thanks yeah yeah 
Man, it's just rough. I, I, of all the things on the list um, that we have covered and haven't covered yet, that shit is is probably the worst uh, of them yeah. all. Because it's just it's again it's a, it's a human being thing. Um, moving on though, uh, reason number eight, and I don't think we'll spend a lot of time on this one, but uh, reason number eight as to why next gen is trash so far is because there's been a fair amount of disappointing game reveals and subsequent backlash, and I think the biggest one is uh, or was definitely Halo Infinite when it when yeah. it came out. Um, you know, I, I don't think that this is necessarily a symptom of, of this specific generation. There's been games that have been, you know, hyped or, or rumored, and we finally see them, and it's like, eh. You know, so it, it, it's always going to be a thing in the, in the industry. I just think that it cuts a little bit deeper for our generation, uh, console generation now, because it's such slim pickings, you know? And, yeah. and, and at that time, especially in the case of Halo, there was really nothing else going on in 2020 for for Xbox other than Halo Infinite. So when that happened, it felt like, oh my god, that's because because it, it was you couldn't take your eyes off it because it was all they had going on for themselves at the time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, again, I don't think that this is you know the most fraudulent reason why or, or the the biggest reason why. Um, I just think that it is a factor that has made. Um, this this generation so far and this year so far feel a bit deflating as opposed to what it could have been. Like you said at the top of the show, um, you know, there was a time when we thought we'd already had been playing Halo Infinite by now, you know, and that would have been awesome. But, you know, we just didn't get that. So, it, you know, it's, it's a thing that happens, but it sucks that it's still happening um, so soon for this console cycle. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the these consoles are undercooked. They're not ready to go yet because oh, we're gonna get there. You know, yeah, you have these games that are getting delayed, and and yes, Rona definitely had uh, a hand in it. But again, that's the the perception is their reality. This is where they're at. They should have known this. They should have they should have seen this coming and probably delayed these consoles a little bit because yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I mean. Just about every major release, with the exception of some of the launch games, has been pushed back, and, and that and that's and that's not talking just uh, Xbox with with if, uh, Halo Infinite. We're talking about uh, you know Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and we're talking about uh, Kenna Bridge of whatever Bridge yeah. of Spies. It's a spirits, spirits, yeah, spirits, <laughs> like um, shit like that. It's they're it's constantly pushed back, and it's what's fucking disappointing is that it's 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 becoming the norm. When, 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 when it happens, we're like, all right, yeah, yeah, we know, mm-hmm. we know. Like, who, who, who of us thought that uh, we we already knew really mm-hmm. that um that Horizon Forbidden West was going was twenty twenty two as soon as they said, hey man, <laughs> we, we we say in twenty twenty one because that's what we want, but we don't we don't know. We don't know. Do you know? No. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, all right, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. All right, so let's move on to number nine. Number nine, um, live service syndrome. Ruined Man. my favorite franchise, why don't you, you fucks? You like Assassin's Creed? How would you like it infinitely? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Live services, um, games as a service, whatever you want to call it, um, to me are, are really starting to get uh, obnoxious. Not so much because every single game is turning into one or everything that's announced turns into one. It's just because there, there's almost an understanding on the gamer side of why live service games exist. It's to sell you more stuff, buy more things in this video game. Um, and, and, and so there's, there's a real problem there with just kind of 
you know that stigma that that surrounds games like this you know destiny you know is is um obviously one of the more prominent you know live service games that, that we've played um and you know it, it has its bullshit it's had its bullshit um but in the end you know there's still a fun game to play there and 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 you know if if you want to avoid that stuff you can but there's there's games like you know assassin's creed where over the years you've seen them do little bits of bullshit with the you know origins and and um yeah uh whatever the other one that came after it is um where you know you have the time saver dlc where you can odyssey there you go um you know, you, you see stuff like that happening and you're like, okay, they're not seeing this just as a great single-player story-based campaign. You can tell they want to do something more and um, more money-making focused than just this. So it, it's unfortunate that, that franchises like Assassin's Creed and, and hopefully not many more uh, are, are kind of experiencing these, these phases uh, in their life cycles because... Stuff like this is what really kills franchises or puts franchises yeah. on ice for a long time, um, you know. And, and it's just unfortunate. So, I mean, where are you at with this? Yeah, I think that uh, life service games. I, I don't hate them. I think that they're great when they make sense. Mm-hmm. But when they are solely uh, a, the existence is just based on the fact that they want more money off of you, like. No, nobody ever played man. No, playing Assassin's Creed. This would be really good as a live service game. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, I know what you're talking about. You want to just you want to drip out content at your pace, but you're gonna bring that you're gonna bring that price up. It's gonna be yeah. a lot more expensive. Look, games like 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 Marco mentioned, Destiny, games like uh, a Siege, where where they they've evolved into these live service games. What they're offering are new experiences. Yes. New things, new new aesthetic things, new costumes, new this, but you know, new game modes. But they're new things based on the game you already love. But when you start off a, 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 a for a franchise that is known for its story, its single player, um, you know, single player campaign, and then now you're gonna you're gonna fucking IV drip this shit. Into uh, a life service, of a uh, uh, life service. It's like why? Because you want more money, and you know that seventy dollars is good. But how about a hundred and seventy dollars? How about <laughs> seven thousand dollars? Who cares? How about any little piece of thing that you thought you could put on your character now is going to be five hundred of my game currency, which is seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, uh, a real uh, real world money. It's it's terrible, and, and it is a, it is again, it, it's. It makes next gen trash because this is the uh, this is the pattern. This is what they're setting your presidents for. Because you know, Assassin's Creed Infinite, when that comes out, Jesus Christ, saying that she just makes me want to vomit. It's gonna be next gen, and it's gonna come out, and it's going, <laughs> and it's going to you know, it's gonna try to really take people's. I, like, look, I buy a lot of games. I can tell you right now, an Assassin's Creed live service game ain't it, Chief? And no. I and I am not touching that motherfucker. I mean, I'm not. I just. just there's nothing. In, they're literally they're literally selling the, the shit after the game that people love. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah. that I don't like at all. That's what that's that's the game now. <laughs> what the fuck? Get out of here. Nah, hard easy pass. Um, all right, man. Reason number ten. Y'all, man, we talked about this earlier, but undercooked and missing features and functionality from yeah. our consoles and some games once in a while, but mostly the consoles. Yeah. PS5 in particular. Um, th- this this one is the Pablo subject. 
<laughs> I can't lie. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's it's just, uh, you know, this has been one that you've been really big on over the, you know, the last year or so. So talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, I just think, like, when, 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 when you release a next generation console into the current generation, it should have the things that make it next generation. For example, I look at my PlayStation 5 box here, and it has an 8K attached so you can't play 8k games on that console that's a lot you of can't do it you can't do it yet <laughs> and then when you look at uh, uh simple things that people always kind of some people agree some people disagree with me in this sense where when you look at shit like a variable refresh rate when you look at shit 1440p support mm. uh for those things they're not on the system they're no. not here and it's not a it's not a technical choice it's a we didn't include it because it ain't ready yet it's undercooked that's all it is. In a couple of years from now, this is not gonna, this is going to be a non-issue, a mute point. That's fine. And when a couple of years it gets there, I'm going to stop talking about it. But as it stands <laughs> right now, these are the things that these games do not have. Yeah. And I feel like, unfortunately, it kind of hurts the whole next generation uh, of things. You know, consoles back in the day, when they had a new iteration of a console, it did everything that it promised it was going to do. You all know? the things. This is, this is what we it is, and this is what it's going to do. When you have... This is what this console is going to do. Ambiguous. Like, we don't know the limitations of a, a, a of a PlayStation 5 per se because we don't have all those things in its actual kind of software and hardware thing, right? And so SSD and the expansion of that, it's finally coming out now about, you know, about 12, about uh, 10 months into it. And it's not even out for everybody. It's not a beta thing. It's like these little things that's also going to come up later on another thing. Uh, on yes. 13 reasons. Yes. Um, it, it, it's just It's just really disappointing when... When you when you're talking about a next generation console that doesn't have next generation features, Mm-mm. that's like, I mean, what exactly are we buying here? We're buying a a, a, a really shiny promise, right? Oh, cool, a five hundred dollar promise, yeah. Bar- so Barack Lesnar. So listen, um, <laughs> uh, there's nothing more frustrating than saying, "Hey, spend five hundred dollars on our console now, pardon our dust." I yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hate that feeling. I hate that with yeah. games, and I hate that with consoles even more because of the asking price. And going back to the other stuff we talked about with the shortages, with the scalpers, with the bots, and with you know barely anything to play to begin with. Now you got to deal with the fucking fact that the functionalities uh, of, yeah. of the console are, are, are lacking, or, or you know coming soon. Yeah. When if when the fuck is soon? You know, or yeah. when is early 2021 really? Like, or now it's in beta for some people who can try it out. Now you have to wait and see you know how it works. Like stuff like that is fucking irritating and video games are it's like the only thing that i can think of that actually does that because you don't buy a new um a new tv and they go all right 4k uh, 120 refresh rate tv is coming soon but go ahead and buy the 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 five thousand dollar tv now how about this new iphone you can text people a year later like yeah one year later oh you can send picture messages like whole ass pictures (laughs) and like in a little bit whole ass no it's (laughs) <laughs> whole, whole ass and whole ass pictures and ass pictures uh but yeah it's 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 frustrating it really is oh, and you know and i hate to point out the ps5 in, in such a way but it is it is unfortunately the one that's i think the uh the, the one that's the more the more guilty yeah. of the party right now yeah. and then again in years this is not going to be a problem till then i'm gonna keep talking about shit all my shit, boy. And back it up too. Back it up. Um, back it up. 
All right, man. So how about uh, for the last three? Why don't why don't we uh, round about by you kicking these three off? Uh, so these these came yeah. from Pablo's brain. So I, I think it's only fitting that you kick them off and bounce it over to me. Yeah, I think one of the most important things that both consoles kind of um, this is reason uh, number eleven. By this the is way. reason number eleven. Yeah, that kind of uh, are. are kind of like an emphasis as to what the next generation is is the digital promise being hampered by onboard memory limitations what i mean by that is games that you can buy digitally hey buy this digitally we have a digital store digital this digital that buy it onto the thing you can share with friends all this but they give you a terabyte of shit in some instances playstation 5 gives you 638 uh uh, um, uh gigabytes to use it's like you want us to buy into your digital promise and you're giving us no memory and then xbox is giving us a 250 dollar entry point into that promise oh yeah, yeah, yeah you could go ahead and uh, uh a, a a in-house uh memory card was it playstation 2 what are we retro gaming what are we marco <laughs> you know Yo. you know it, it hey, and, man, then, and then you <laughs> and you got playstation 5 with the expansion of the ssd they don't you can't even do it you can't even do that right now. You want us to buy all these games digitally. You give us all these really cool features and all these cool uh, uh, things like Game Pass and and and, and uh, the, the stuff on PlayStation, PlayStation Now, and and, and PlayStation games, uh, the monthly games, the free games on PlayStation Plus, all digital, all, only available digital. All this stuff, and you don't and and by the first two months of me having this console, I got to erase it because I got no memory. Next generation, this is the shit I'm talking about. Next generation, and we can't even fucking put 10 games into our system because, Mm-mm. sorry, not enough memory. And it isn't like the technology isn't available. It's out there. I mean, this is, there's fucking shit that, that probably they're calling giga fl- madigla flops. <laughs> that can be. <laughs> madigla flops? Madigla uh, flops. All right. Uh, my- <laughs> My dick of flops can fit, you know, an infinite amount of memory. (laughs) Listen, I'm just saying, next generation game console, next generation this, next generation graphics, next generation resolution, and and, and old and and current generation memory? That's like having, that's like having like the most expensive sports car with the crazy engine and like a, 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 a Dodge Neon fucking transmission. Like, what? <laughs> Can't go nowhere. Not really. Not yet. Oh, you know? man. Yeah, as, as, a, as, a digital, yeah. as a digital gamer um, who, who barely ever buys discs at all. And, ever. Uh, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's an, now, you know, granted, you know, where, where, where I live and where I think where Pablo lives, we don't have any data caps. So it's, it's not an no, issue yeah. uh, to, to uninstall and reinstall as we need to. But we understand that's not everybody mm-hmm. else's uh, luxury either. Like, so it, it, it's, it's just a, it's one of those nagging inconveniences that um, makes it hard because a lot of games like, like Call of Duties are fucking yeah. a million terabytes for, for, for the games. And it's like, oh, man, I have room for, like, one more thing because I always yep. want to keep Warzone, you know, installed in case someone wants to run a few matches. Or, you know, scenarios like that are going to happen. And and I think that there are companies, ironically, uh, like Activision, who 
are kind of bloating their game file sizes on purpose to take advantage of the, of, of the limitations so that you, you'll you just want to play more of their game instead of having the ability to have more space to download other stuff to your console to play that stuff too. You know, So that's why you see, I mean, you know, they try to do stuff where you can uninstall parts of the game uh, and, and those conveniences are nice and all, but like it's now becoming a part, a thing where, where companies are, are slowly starting to want to exploit that a little bit by taking up all the real estate of your hard drive so that all you want to focus on is their game by default. And it's, 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 right. it's, it's yeah. kind of weird, but it's fucked yeah. up. So what do you got for number so, 12? Number 12, this is more about the ethos of the company, things that they've promised. So number 12 is promises made, promises broke. Promises, promises. Um, so basically, one of the things that I'm talking about here is, it actually goes two ways. It's Sony saying that they believe in next generation consoles, and then immediately backtracking on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Xbox saying that every game that ever is going to come out in the next few years is coming out and everything, and then having games that are actually going to be exclusive to the to the current gen. And I don't think either, either of these things are wrong or bad, but when you make a, when you're going to release a next generation console and or anything that's new and you're going to make specific promises these promises are what are going to make the consumer buy into your product because we don't have it on hand yet right so i buy playstation 5 because they believe in next generation consoles and i'm leaving playstation 4 in the dust I'm buying Xbox Series X because I believe that not only am I going to want to play next generation games, but I'm also going to want to go back and play old games, old and stuff, play games yeah. that are yeah. And, and when and, and when you make these promises because you're trying to create a kind of uh, a consumer promise to then sell that thing, and then as soon as it comes out, you're breaking that promise. It's just it's shitty because it it, it just goes to show. Xbox is being the antithesis to PlayStation, and PlayStation is doing the same to Xbox. Mm -hmm. They're trying to consistently compete with each other by not being the same thing, by being different. But then when it comes to the end of it, when you actually look at it, they're actually not that different. Mm -hmm. They're actually not that different of a company. They actually just want to sell consoles. They want to make video games that are specific to a console, so you can buy that console. They're they're they swear that they're they swear that they're night and day. But they're really not. They're really the same kind of company. But with these promises being made, they make you think, okay, I'm a Sony person because of this. I'm an Xbox because of this. But at the end of the day, the same reasons you're a fan of that thing, besides the actual software, they're the same. Mm. It's the same thing. And, and that's kind of how I feel with these things where, like, I'm really tired of... I'm, I hate it when, when, when films are being made and created and the director and the writer and the producer are talking about the, the, the movie. This is about this and this movie is going to be then the movie comes out it's like bitch it ain't shit this is just an act this is taken for this is the bitch, taken it ain't formula shit. <laughs> this is just this is just the taken formula that you got uh, oh, you're talking about this shit. this movie this is about sparrow and despair uh, sparrow uh <laughs> despair and all that bullshit like what do you you know and this is what oh, the, the same approach the same kind of big company approach that they use to create a, a niche in this market and then it being just kidding we're the same as we're always been and the same as our competitors because we're the same thing we're video games you know yeah and it's just it's just a lot of misdirection and, and confusion and, and and it just makes you you, you ask yourself like you know how much time do they spend really ironing out their message and their and their strategies? Because you know, especially b before consoles launch, that's when that's when the messages get the most inconsistent. It's like you know you're right. telling us one thing, and then we get you know, like you said, when we get when we get it in our hands, it's a totally different experience. Or you you oversold it, 
uh, and made it sound bigger than what it really was, and, and it just kind of just the, the same old routine shit. So, yeah, I don't have much else to add there, but I definitely agree yeah. that the promises that and assurances that are made um, are, are very hard to trust at times because of um, how similar uh, these companies ultimately end up kind of uh, showing themselves to be. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, so 13, and this is the final one Let's here. Let's do it. Uh, the Nintendo Switch exists. <laughs> That look, hold look, guys, up. <laughs> the, that's it. it. The fact Next that it lives, is, the fact that it is a thing, is kind of making next generation seem a little bit like okay, we could have waited a little longer. Oh look, God, okay. The Switch console has sold eighty nine million units in a year that it has seen its biggest slump since it released. Yeah. It's outsold the Xbox 360, it's outsold the PlayStation 3, and when that motherfucker released, it was like two years old in terms of like the tech that it had, if not even four years old in terms of the mm. tech it had. But it, it goes to show, if you have something that works, and if you have something that you, because to one thing that Nintendo does, and one thing that Nintendo is different from other companies, is what they when they say something, it's pretty much the thing you're yeah. gonna get. Sure, they play it very close to the chest, and they don't say it till the end, but it's usually what you're gonna get. And the promise, that stupid fucking commercial that came out before the console came out, with people playing on the roofs and taking it, that shit happens. That shit, <laughs> that's true, you know. And it's like one of these things where this console is old. Every time I switch back to it, I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, but the games that it has coming out for the fact that it's mobile, maybe that's not, and that maybe that's not a, a selling point for us. But the fact that it is mobile, the fact that people, in, in, you know, can take it with them, the fact that you can, these little fucking things could come out of their slides, and you can play two player games, like little shit like that. This this console speaks to everybody, whether you're a hardcore gamer, the person that that never played a video game person that used to play video games this console is just kind of transcends uh technical uh superiority in so many ways and, and with these next consoles this next generation consoles coming out with the xbox series x and the playstation 5 coming out and having uh all these promises ready to go and them not really doing not yet finding their stride and the, having the Switch out here outselling these motherfuckers. Because maybe, you know, the Switch is still hard to find, you know, believe it or not. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And, then, and it has the OLED version coming out that we all took a shit on because it deserved to take a shit on. Fuck that shit. But that shit, it outsold out. And that shit is exactly what it said it was. The OLED as uh, a screen with 0.7 inches, a little bit more uh, bigger than the, the previous one. And, yeah. And, and, and the fact that this console is going strong, the fact this console exists within these, uh, within the, within the other two consoles that are right now it, it really is like it, for me it really just comes into question is like i don't really need the other it, like when it push comes to shove right now today i don't need those consoles today you don't need like, the ps5 I, or xbox today 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 like i don't like honestly i don't need because i can play halo on uh xbox one x right you know like i i just feel like the 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 switch is just a a console that it's kind of transcending all that stuff and it really kind of is putting like a little bit of, of a wrench within the gears of the next generation because for me it's just it's just this console that it doesn't matter about its technical prowess it really doesn't uh, it's just uh, it, it, it's a 
I mean, it does to certain people, sure. But what I'm saying is, ultimately, like, you know, you're sitting here and you're going to play a, a game on Xbox Series X. And it's going to look great. It's going to look beautiful. Sure. And it's going to... It's probably a game you can't play on, on the Switch. Sure. But ultimately in the overall picture there are certain things about this game that aren't maybe village looks better uh, on the xbox series x but is it unplayable on the other consoles not necessarily but ultimately for me and my point in all this is that it's making the next generation consoles in 2021 less essential than than what the switch is right now and that's kind of, and that's where that's where I come down on that. Yeah. Okay, I, I I half agree with it because I think that the Switch is a more comprehensive console right now. It has, it has a, a bigger library. It has more you can do. And now. it is it, what it is. It know? is what it is. I, I think that it has problems of its own for sure, especially yeah, when yeah, we, yeah. we circle back to the uh, undercooked and missing features. I mean, how about using your cell phone to play online and talk to people? Like that, that's that's sure, ass. but but, but <laughs> they never promised. And, and I get it. And I get it. But they never. It's like, hey, we're promised this is going to be that next generation of, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. It, it, it was what it was already, and you just either yeah. deal with it or you don't. I think the other part of it, though, is is also, and I think we said it on the show at, at points in time, is like it's going to be harder and harder to want to play certain games on Switch um, because of how poorly they perform. You know, graphically, yeah, you yeah. know there's going to be a hit, but when you know you're going to get a 20 frames per second version of a cross-platform game versus what you can sure. get on a PS5, Xbox uh, Series, uh, uh, you know, version, that's going to be a, a challenge for Nintendo to deal with because um, you know you're right. They have they have you know the sales, they have the advantage of being loved and well known and having a more robust console in comparison to those other two right now, but they're going to have obstacles of their own for sure, and that's why the yeah, Switch eventually. Pro. That's why people want. Wanted yeah. that Switch Pro to be a, a Switch Pro, you know, so it, it's tough. It's, and I agree. And I think eventually this this point is no no longer like a lot of our points. Like all thirteen of our points are probably or not, not probably will at one time be absolutely obsolete. I hope you know. I hope the studio besides drama, yeah, stuff be, will. studios <laughs> of in the seventy dollars stuff, you know, yeah. uh, that that too. But but for the most part, you know, it, they're probably going to be obsolete, including this one. Um, but you know, for me, even looking at it recently like i could have gotten the chronicles the uh, the uh the ace chronicles on on playstation 5 i could have gotten on there but mm. for what the reason i'm playing it and how i'm playing it, it, it it's essential for me on switch and so it's it's one of those things where those kind of examples prop up everywhere mm-hmm. in, in a lot of things. And I'm not gonna play a next generation game, or I'm not gonna play a third party game on on the Switch. That's for sure. But I am I am going to play certain games like like uh, like Ace Chronicles uh, on 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 Switch because of how I can play it and what that console does. Um, but again, this is just as is it right now in terms of what the why why next generation isn't up to full potential and i think the switch has a big part in that uh in terms of why it's not you know yeah uh, they're definitely a thorn in, in sony and Microsoft's side to, to put it yeah, lightly because they, so. they, because they can't compete no nope. because they, they're, they, their shit is not mobile like that you know xbox yep. sure but you know that's still far away second they don't have the beloved franchises right and third the 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 the, the simple fact that this console is is an older console it's out there people have it and, and it is it is what it is and people have learned to accept that that's the biggest thing yeah when 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 you compare it to playstation 5 like this isn't this shit ain't even close but 
it is what it is, and people have already accepted that. And so, you know, that, that, like you said, to thorn on their side, yeah. and eventually this will, will be a mute point. But as it stands right now, it, it's definitely one of the reasons why the next generation of consoles is trash. That was really. that was thirteen baller ass reasons why next gen was trash, and uh, that was actually a lot of fun. That was that was that was a good yeah. little that was a good little segment we did there, if I say so myself. I like it. So, um, with that being said, it's time to wrap up the show with something we call. The Countdown. I got it right this time. Hey, all right. Wasn't that little awkward two-second pause like before? It made me feel like what? Made, oh, made, made, made me feel bad for singing. Made me feel like I couldn't <laughs> sing. Um, all right, man. So um, I'll go ahead and kick things off with a, a recap of my number ten and number nine games of all time. Uh, number ten for me is Final Fantasy VIII. Number nine for me is Persona 5, and my number eight that I am sharing on this episode right here Man, is, I can already tell you this is bullshit. I don't know about that. Nah, nah, boy. <laughs> now, it's still, now, listen, it's still, it, it's a number eight game of okay. all time. It's so tough, it's, it's, all it, time. I'm Come giving on, it flowers. Course. It's just not getting a full bouquet. Um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is my number eight favorite game of all time. Now, this game and Metal Gear Solid 2 are fighting. They fight. They fight all the time. They don't like each other, but they but they, they love each other at the end of the day. Um, and, and the reason why is because so, these two games for me were so instrumental in, uh, you know, as, I, as I've, you know, gushed about as being a story guy. You know, th- these these games, especially 3, with a lot of what it did with going back in the story of Big Boss for the first time uh, to, to show what happened with him in the timeline. Like, this series has always given me some of the most memorable moments, some of the most wow characters, uh, and, and just amazing memories. And, and this game, to me, um, while it doesn't hold as special of a place in my heart as Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 do, um, to me, it is unequivocally one of the greatest games ever made. Now, real quick, the reason why I have it um, below Metal Gear Solid 2 is because I'm a Solid Snake guy. That I just love playing a Solid Snake. I, I, I love any game with, with him specifically. I know Big Boss is the same kind of deal in most ways, but 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 you know solid snake smokes cigarettes and and you know cigarettes are cooler than than cigars to to some actually not as cool as cigars but whatever (laughs) um so metal gear solid 3 let's let's talk about it real quick um man this was a big this was a big brave move for hideo kojima because it's taking the formula into into the jungle for the first time and uh survival is is the name of the game instead of the more traditional metal gear type of gameplay where you're you're breaking into facilities and breaking into uh you know these island uh you know not island structures well i guess with the old metal gears but like you know just the more um urban stuff it, it, it pulled away from that into a jungle environment where you have camo and you have to blend in and you have to procure on site when it comes to like food and rations and stuff like that um huge huge change for the series and at first i you know it, it's it's the one metal gear solid game that i had the hardest time getting into but i ended up loving at the end because of yeah. just how great it is but the survival part in the beginning for me was always really jarring because i'm like i'm just laying in grass and i don't know if i'm blending in well enough and here comes this dude and i can barely see the enemies because they're kind of wearing green and, and blending in too so it's like well it's just camouflage the game you know but 
as I got used to things and I got used to what the gameplay was was trying to get me to do and, and how how different the pace was, I I couldn't put this damn thing down. I mean, then you have yeah. the story, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, with the boss and um, you know a young ocelot who you know meows like a, a, a cat <laughs> and, uh, and and does the, the the gun you know finger points and you have a lot of these um, amazing boss fights with the end and the Those sorrow boss fights, oh my god they were just something Ooh. they were just something different and man the Ava cleavage Ava was out here just not zipping up her shirt and it, there must have been a breeze. It had to be a breeze. It was nippy out there. Let's just put it to you that way. No, nah, man. Konami uh, uh, explained that because she had a she breathed through her skin. <laughs> she breathes through her buttons. Um, Kojima explained that. Oh my god. Buttons. Yeah, but you know, look. Um, you know, this was a game that you know. It, I always say this, but it's one of those games where when I beat it, I had that empty feeling, and I just couldn't come to anything oh, yeah. else, and it nothing felt the same. Uh, until I got that game out of my head enough to, to focus on other stuff again. But uh, for the incredible story, for the incredible the boss character and, and everything that that meant to um, Naked Snake as he was kind of becoming who he would become uh, you know, later in the series, it, it was just a, a immaculate stuff. And I think it was Kojima. Um, I, here's what I will say. I think it is Kojima's best game. It's just not my favorite game. I think it is his yeah. best work, um, and I think everything after three just kind of you know screwed the pooch. But um, it's just an incredible experience um, that I know you love, and you'll talk about it another another time. But down um, the road, I have the the Shagohad uh, blueprint as my as my wallpaper. The Shagohad, yeah, man. The Shagohad is uh, man. That that's a name ass name right there, but. Uh, and then, of course, you have the what a thrill! Oh. And the ladder climbing, and oh. I give my never under misery. I think, I think my <laughs> headphones just. Wait, I want. Hold on, let yeah. me let me try again. Yeah. Let me try again. I think I'm gonna go let my power go out. You with me? Of the storm. Uh, you with me? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to take up too much time. Uh, it, it, it's just an immaculate game from beginning to end. And um, if if you ever if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid Three, y'all, I mean, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Right. And, if, and for for those of you, and we know uh, some who talk about Metal Gear Solid Four being the fa the best Metal Gear game, I want you to not exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can exist because I know I yeah I like some of those people. They're all right. You know, we all no, they could exist. We're all just broken. not to me. We're all broken, though. No. We're all wrong. Okay, okay. They's more wrong. Uh, get out my face. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was that was a bad insult there. All right, so uh, you're up, Pablo. What do you got for uh, you? First of all, go ahead and recap, and then drop your number eight. Yeah, so my number ten was Dark Souls three. My number nine was Celeste, and my number eight is The Last of Us the first one mm. you know uh the last of us is the game that kind of made me realize that video game stories uh don't have to be certain things you don't have to be like a a particular this is what a video game story is i mean they can evoke real human emotion not from its adrenaline like kind of base gameplay though that has a lot of a lot of moments in that and has it in spades yeah but rather for like the emotionality of the story itself like the game can relate it can really truly uh, honestly make you contend with feelings and and i don't i can't recall a game that's done it done that before 
and and I don't mean like a game that's uh, that that has sentimental things, kind of like when you know Final Fantasy VII Ares dies and, and shit like that. That stuff existed, but uh, uh, other games like and, and for example like um, Spec Ops: The Line, it, it really had some real uh, things happening in that game, but it was all kind of hidden with the veneer of an action shooter, specifically right. to to that. But The Last of Us doesn't do that. Uh, it wears that emotionality as a badge, like it, it's the hook. The, the emotionality of those characters is the hook. It's not just a layer of complexity that's kind of been woven into an action game. It's actually complexities of layers of emotion that actually make that game what that game is. And, and you know, from 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 the beginning of that game, when the thing happened... I don't want to kind of spoil that. I know that it's an old game, but... No, nah, that's okay. It, it, yeah. Yeah, the thing that happens to Joel in the beginning, and you're like, holy shit. Like, you know, you don't know this guy. You don't know these characters, and they manage to kind of still make you feel something right off rip, right? Mm. And then how you don't see you don't see Joel's hardening you don't see how Joel becomes the person he becomes but once you're with him 20 years later in Boston and how you see the softening of that character that you never saw hardened but you know based on the fact what's happened to him and everything else that's happened in that world what kind of person he is but he's not very complex either mm-hmm. but however the 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 I, I guess you add the complexities when you he starts to soften up a little bit right he starts to kind of uh, see this girl Ellie being endearing and 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 kind of put his uh, things that he's put away emotional wise uh, and, and now kind of take those things out and place them on the uh, on 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 Ellie and it, he sees a lot of his daughter on Ellie yeah a lot of these things and and it becomes this thing where it becomes uh, this father who was a single father hard-working guy loses something and then later on it, it years later after fucking living the worst life he can possibly live is now put into a situation where now he can uh he can go through the life he thought he had lost forever mm. and it really is just kind of like impactful because the stuff he does not only to protect her but o- but also selfishly to keep her to keep that it's it's it, it's it to keep that that life going even though it, if it's to a certain extent not real mm. like it's it's manufactured even by by him uh it's really just kind of like an impactful story that it ends with a gut punch and it doesn't Ugh. end with like woo everybody is happy and i not love it no all. it ends with a fucking gut punch because it is this guy is made a decision to be to grow, but then at the end, still be fucking selfish as shit, <laughs> just to get the thing he wanted, and which is really funny because that's all all what he was. He's like, I'm a smuggler, and I get what I and I finish my job, and that's it. And his intent, in his mind, his mind's eye was, my job is to be a father again, yeah, and I am going to finish this mission by just being <laughs> completely and utterly and absolutely in, in in ways that you can't even explain. Selfish, like oh, I mean, God. yeah. And then you know, and it just it, it just it really like like holy shit, this game really is fantastic in in, in in so many ways. And you know, part two just kind of expands upon that, and in so mm-hmm. many ways. So yeah, uh, the Last of Us is my number eight um, game of the year uh, of all time of all the of years, all the years. <laughs> of all the years, all uh, the years, all of them bitches. All right, yeah. man. Well, that's uh, that was a good one, man. That's gonna wrap up this week's show. Uh, so. Um, you know what? Uh, 
Until next time, be sure to give our podcast a sub and follow us at Cooldown Time Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So our toxic ass opinions will always be in your FOV. Uh, we, we apologize in advance for the storm sounds. Hopefully it was some nice, sweet ASMR for you guys. You get some nice little naps while you listen to us. Um, but we don't apologize for the singing. Hell no. No, that was, that was <laughs> terrible. We're going to redo that part. We're going to redo it. Um, anyways, redo you guys, it. thank you uh, so much for tuning in to this week's show. We will see you all next week. Until then, you're welcome and have a good one.